Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over what to test for every week when you do pool service, what to test for monthly, quarterly, and seasonally. And this will help you, I think, speed up your route out there and kind of take the mystery out of why you're spending so much time testing the water. And you may be over-testing the water in a lot of cases. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Now the only exception for this testing schedule that I'm going to go over here in this podcast is if you have a brand new pool that's just been constructed plaster, pebble tech, fiberglass, vinyl, whatever it is that you just had put in, you want to know that the water testing is really crucial in a new build and you're going to be doing multiple tests during the week in a lot of cases to get the pool balanced and to keep the pool balanced you're going to be testing factors that you normally wouldn't test often um, in a regular pool that's been filled for a while and so just keep that in mind that in a new fill you're going to be running the battery of water tests pretty much consistently week in and week out for the first two or three months. And keep that in mind that the first two or three weeks of the new fill are extremely critical. You want to make sure you're testing in the calcium hardness, the alkalinity, the pH, the chlorine level, of course the cyanuric acid level. All of these need to be tested pretty regularly in a new fill. Maybe not the cyanuric acid level once you get it to a certain point. But the other test factors need to be tested so that you can make sure that the water in a newly filled pool is going to be good going forward. And you also want to match it up with the LSI often to make sure that it's not scale forming or corrosive in that respect. But if the pool has been established for a long time, you know, 10 10 or 12 years old or 5 or 6 years old, whatever the case may be, you really don't need to do this full battery test every week you're at the account. For one reason, certain aspects or certain factors in the pool don't change very often. So the calcium hardness is going to be pretty similar over the course of one month, two months, three months. There's not going to be a huge fluctuation in the calcium hardness. The alkalinity is usually pretty stable, and the pH and chlorine are the two that are going to be always moving in the pool week to week. And so those are the ones you want to focus on. Cyanuric acid, you want to test the cyanuric acid level at the beginning of the season. And so April, March, April, May, whenever your season begins, you're going to test the cyanuric acid level in the pool. And you may not need to test the cyanuric acid level in the pool again unless there's a problem with the pool holding chlorine. And then I would suggest testing the cyanuric acid. So there's no need to really run the cyanuric acid test every month in the pool because that doesn't evaporate out of the water. And usually if you're using certain products like 3-inch trichlor tablets, you're actually adding cyanuric acids to the water. And so that becomes a, a different factor. 
But as far as testing cyanuric acid every week, it's definitely not necessary. And I would say testing the calcium hardness more than every three months is not necessary. If you do run the LSI once a month in your pools, you're going to be testing the calcium hardness at that point anyway. But in reality, nothing changes much over the course of three months in that in the case of calcium hardness in a pool. And so there's no need to actually test it every week for sure. And as far as alkalinity goes, it doesn't change that much either over the course of one week to another. Unless you're making, you know, huge adjustments in the pH in the pool, the alkalinity should stay pretty stable week in and week out. So if you don't do alkalinity every week, it's not a major deal breaker. And you can get away with doing alkalinity once a month in a lot of cases, especially if the pool is pretty stable and the pH isn't fluctuating wildly up and down in that pool the alkalinity is probably staying pretty stable also. Um, so that's something that you can implement into your pool service so that you're not spending an extra three or four minutes there doing all the test factors, especially if you're using like a tailored test kit or a photometer where you're adding the reagents to it or tablets. So for a pool that's been established for a long time, I think the main tests are the free chlorine, the combined chlorine, and the pH. And these are the factors that really affect the water um, as far as a safety issue as far as swimming and they don't really affect the water as far as scale forming and corrosion to an extent of course if the pH is too low then you can have really corrosive water if the pH is constantly too high you can have scale forming but you're going to be doing an LSI reading every month and this will prevent the pH from becoming corrosive or scale forming when you do the LSI reading and the LSI is pretty easy. There's different calculators out there. You have one by Arenda. You also have one in the poolcalculator.com. You have one in Bob Lowry's app. And so you can find the LSI calculator just about anywhere out there. So I have the Arenda app open here on my phone. So you would get the water temperature. So you're going to need some kind of digital water temperature meter. Um, that's one thing I probably didn't mention as one of the test factors at the beginning. But you should have some kind of temperature salinity meter on your truck anyway. And so get the temperature of the water. Then you want to enter in um, the chlorine level, which is not a huge factor. The pH, calcium hardness, alkalinity, the cyanuric acid in the water, and then any kind of salt that you have in the water. If you have a TDS meter, you can add that number there too. You get an accurate LSI. And then, of course, I think bore rates are going to be added to the most LSI calculators as a factor in there. And the render app's great because it gives you the, you know, scale forming or corrosion. And it lets you know, you know, if these numbers are causing scale in the pool or corrosion. And truthfully, you don't have to do the LSI every week because I mentioned that a lot of these factors don't change much. So the alkalinity and calcium hardness aren't going to be factors or the cyanuric acid unless you're adding a lot of tablets to the pool are not changing in the pool nor is the TDS in the pool changing that often um, unless you're adding you know bags of salt to the pool which you shouldn't be doing unless you have a leak you're not going to have a big change in the TDS um, the water temperature would be a factor that changes quite often um, from month to month and so that's why I recommend doing the LSI at least once a month because as the water temperature changes so do the LSI numbers or the numbers in the calculator reflect different things. The colder the water the more it will affect the LSI calculation. So if you have a pool route with 80 pools I would suggest staggering the LSI calculation so that you're doing 20 a week 
I don't think you would want to do all your pools at the end of the month because then you're going to be spending a lot of time doing all these test factors on your pool that you're servicing. Unless you have a spin touch, you can definitely put the disc in and get the 10 test factors right away displayed on there. Um, but if you're just using a regular Taylor kit and then maybe using a TDS probe um, or a temperature salinity probe and then you're using a photometer, I think it becomes very um, laborious to do 80 pools in one month and during that one week period. So I would break it up to doing 20 a week and then that way you have all 80 covered in a one month period and you're going to be able to kind of continue this pattern with your pool so you do the LSI once a month because it's really important to know if the water is balanced, yes, but it's also important to know if the water is actually causing scale to form in your customer's pool or causing corrosion in the plaster or surface type of the pool. So the LSI is a crucial element to add to your, your water testing and I don't think you should neglect doing the LSI at least once a month in the pools on your route. Now again, I started off by saying a new pool, you're going to need to do a lot of these test factors every week. And I would say doing the LSI every two weeks would be a good idea because things could change a lot more rapidly in a new plaster pool, especially when the pH is fluctuating, you know, in different ranges. So you definitely want to make sure you do the LSI a little bit more often in a brand new pool build. I would say, you know, the first two or three weeks is pretty critical to get everything balanced. Um, but from the standpoint of an older pool, once a month doing the LSI is perfectly fine. I wouldn't say doing it quarterly would be good because too many things change. The water temperature, the cyanuric acid level may change at that point, and the alkalinity may change a lot in three months. So monthly, yes, for sure. Um, but quarterly, I think it's going to be a little bit pushing it too far with the LSI that way. And I think the test factors you do every week, chlorine and pH for sure. Alkalinity, maybe every two weeks, every month is fine. Unless you're having some problems in the pool, then you want to do it every week. But you'll notice that the alkalinity doesn't move very much in your pool, which is a good thing. That means that it's very stable at that point. The two factors that are going to move a lot are the chlorine level and the pH. And I would suggest getting a kit that does your total chlorine so you can know how much chlorine is combined chlorine and how much chlorine is actually effective in the water. And you could do this with the Taylor kit. You could do this with the Color Q kit. Um, definitely you want to know what the um, total chlorine is in the pool versus the free chlorine. And you could do that easily with most test kits out there. Test strips will also give you the total chlorine, um, which are pretty effective. And of course, test strips will give you the other readings every week from that from the strip itself. And they're fairly accurate. But I don't think you would want to spend your time at the poolside testing for chlorine, pH, um, calcium hardness, alkalinity, and then maybe cyanuric acid every week because it's not necessary to do that. I would just test for pH and chlorine every week for sure, and then alkalinity every two weeks or once a month if it's very stable in your pool. You would know by doing the testing how stable these readings are. And then calcium hardness, you would, of course, calculate it once a month when you um, do your LSI, um, but generally speaking, nothing changes much in three in three months with the calcium hardness level of a pool. And then your cyanuric acid at the beginning of the season, along with the salinity at the beginning of the season, those are important readings to get at the beginning of the season because you want to know if the salt water generator is going to work effectively. 
Um, in the wintertime, you may have gotten a lot of rain, and it may have diluted the salt in the pool. So you want to make sure that everything is up and ready to be running for the season at that point. And you want to know initially the cyanuric acid reading uh, before the season starts so that you know if you have to add some cyanuric acid to that pool to bring it to 30 to 50 parts per million so that the chlorine will hold in it. Now, if you're using tablets in the pool and the cyanuric acid level is 150 or 200 at the beginning of the season, you may want to drain some of that water down um, to lower the cyanuric acid level in the pool. So you don't have to do these test factors every week. You can do them every week. I think unless you're having a problem with the pool or if it's a new startup pool, you're not going to have a big fluctuation in the other test factors that I mentioned beyond chlorine and pH. And you may find that the chlorine and pH are pretty stable in the pool too. But I always test for those two for sure because those are the two that are the safety test factors that I call them because the chlorine level is important to know that it's safe to swim and the pH affects how effective the chlorine is in the pool. And so the, those are two important factors. I think one more thing you can add if you're using borates in the pools is to do a borate test at the beginning of the season. Now borates are a lot like salt. They don't evaporate out of the pool, but they may be diluted from rainwater or other factors. So you want to make sure that your borate level is at least 30 parts per million to 50 parts per million when you start the season. So you may have to recharge the pool with some more um, boric acid or whatever product you're using to add borate to that pool. So that's an important thing to check at the beginning of the season. And since the borates don't evaporate out of the pool, I wouldn't say you're going to need to do another borate test sometime during the season. You may if you want to, but the borate level stays pretty stable in the pool all season long. And I'm not saying here in any way that one test factor is not important or is less important than another. I'm just saying that a lot of the test factors that you're testing for don't change much in the pool over the course of a week. And it's just basically a waste of time checking something that's actually not changing in the pool. And you'll get to know the pools again and you'll know exactly you know how much they will fluctuate week in and week out. And your goal is to make the pool as stable as possible so that it makes it very easy to maintain that pool. And getting the pool balance will become very easy. Once all these readings are stabilized, you go there and do your testing, and you'll find that things haven't moved much week to week in the, in the pools that you service. And if you're looking for other podcasts that I've recorded, you can definitely go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com, and on the banner, you're going to see a podcast icon. Click on that. That'll take you to the previous episodes that I've recorded. And you can definitely refer to some other episodes for the pool care on your pool route or if you're a homeowner, definitely for any kind of pool care with your pool. And if you're in the industry and you want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there. And you can learn more about the coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great week and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.